Today's episode is brought to you by Daisy LA. Daisy LA is a female-owned clothing and home decor company that strives to empower women to express themselves freely. Every single Daisy LA design has been thoughtfully and carefully designed by awesome feminist women for awesome feminist women. I recently ordered the cutest poster for my daughter's room that says Brave Babe on it, and I'm so excited for it to arrive, and I'm just going to hang it up with pride. For 10% off of your first purchase, go to daisyla.com and use our promo code I just want to chat. Again, that's daisyla, D-A-Z-E-Y-L-A, Dot com and use promo code I just want to chat for 10% off your first purchase. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. I'm Mary and guys, I'm so excited. Today I was joined by Liz Malin and together we talked about everything that happened last night on the hometown episode of The Bachelorette. We talked about Tia and, you know, just how she wasn't really acting like a good friend. We talked about Garrett, we talked about Jason, and we talked about, you know, what we thought Blake was up to in high school because I think that he introduced us to like possibly approximately like 20 high school coaches that he had we have a lot of questions so stay tuned there's a lot to chat about all right everybody i'm so excited today i'm here with liz malin and this is like the second time you've been on the season which is just a real treat yeah i'm just real excited to be here i'm so excited that you're here and like let's admit it last night's hometown episode was kind of a snooze fest but it normally is like unless like there's some kind of big drama like i guess this episode we had the tia thing but hometowns yeah. are never that exciting. They were so unex. Well, okay, so I watched these hometowns. I didn't even watch Ari's hometowns. I just listened to the podcast, and that was definitely yeah. good enough. Thank you. Yeah, like I think hometowns are probably my least favorite episode of the season, always. Um, but there's still enough meat where we could like talk about it. And you know what? She does have a really good final four. I was thinking that earlier today, listening to another recap podcast, Mm -hmm. and I think this might be my favorite group of top four in a long time. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, Caitlin Bristow season, like, all of her guys were gems, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just everybody, other than Colton, I could see her being with each of those guys and being, like, happy and marrying all of them and having it work out. Definitely. Yeah. They're all really great. And at least, like, Colton, like, brought, like, a little bit of, like pizzazz to this episode so it was fine that he was there too i think oh yeah snooze fest or not i think there was some definitely like sweet moments oh yeah with each date for sure but so we start off with garrett um who by the way so they showed these out of order from like when they actually filmed them so the actual like filming order was jason um it was Jason and then, like, Colton and Blake, because they're both, like, in the same area. And then Garrett mm-hmm. was last, and then they, like, went back down to L.A. to do the rose ceremony. Um, mm. But they showed Garrett first. Yeah. And here, maybe we could... No, if I don't talk about it now, I'll, like, forget. So, you know how, like, at the rose ceremony, it came down to Garrett and Colton? Yes. I'm assuming... Um, that they, that he was like in the final two. She probably had some problems with him not saying "I love you" because he, he was the only one that didn't say "I love you." So I think that that's what landed him in the bottom. And that, that's um, what I was thinking too. Yeah, but I think for like the sake of their editing, they probably just left that whole storyline out. You know, that's yeah. That's just my theory. I'm I'm not sure, but. That's what I think. Yeah. So anyway, starting off with Garrett, he's looking as handsome as ever. Um, 
He grew up on a farm, which explains a lot. But it's not just a farm. It's an agricultural business. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So to me, that reads like they have a lot of money, probably. Yeah, because land in that part of Nevada, I'm sure, is not super cheap. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, because if they're up by Tahoe, that's like Northern California. Yeah, probably land up there is insane. Um, So they go to plant some tomatoes on a planting tractor thing. I'm like so unfamiliar with anything that has to do with farm life. So I was kind of like looking at all this stuff with new eyes. I found I'm that like, oh. machine really fascinating. Oh my God, so you just put what? it there and then it, that plants it into the ground and like does the water and all that too? And doesn't even mutilate the plant. Like it's I had, I had no insane. idea that machines like that existed, but like practically speaking, they probably should. Like it's 2018, like you would hope that science has brought us to that point, but. Yeah, I'm glad it has. Yes. Um, but. So the tractor was driven by a driver named Carlos, which like I've said this a billion times on the podcast. I do forgive Garrett for the things because he's had a sincere (laughs) apology, but it still gives me pause to watch some Garrett like just like knowing more about his background. Like one is to assume that there are a lot of people like in the agricultural business that are immigrants, whether they're, like, legal or illegal. and Correct. Or, like, undocumented. That's a better word for that. But um, whether they're, like, legal or undocumented. And, like, you would hope that he would just have, like, more sympathy to that. I do right. think that probably with the posts, he probably just, like, saw them, laughed at it, even though it was a little offensive and, like, didn't really recognize the depth of the things that he was liking and, like, how horrible they were. But you would hope that he would right. at least... I don't know, like, if he grew up around immigrants, you would hope that he would, like, be a little bit more, like, sympathetic. Like, I would hope that he would, like, be treating them like friends or, like, family. And he did seem familiar with Carlos, but just, like, the whole thing gave me pause. Like, Yeah, I wonder if it's a similar uh, situation as Corinne, and I forgot what her, ooh, what is her nanny's name? Yeah, the nanny's. name was. Raquel. Raquel, yes. Okay, why Everyone do I still Raquel. remember that, guys? Like, ask me anything I learned in high school, and I could be like, mm, I could recall, like, one or two things. Ask me what the woman's nanny was two seasons ago on The Bachelor. Oh, Raquel. Like, it's super easy. Or any batch fact. I feel like you know it all. That is true. That really is true. Um, so they plant stuff. Becca says, I think that Garrett would be a hot dad, and I have to agree he is very handsome. Um, I second that. They plant a rose bush, and I thought that that was actually really cute. I did think that was really cute, yeah. too. And that's, like, something that's, like, lasting, you know? Like, let's say their relationship does work out. They could, like, walk past the rose bush that they planted together. Um, side note, also on this date, I saw this on a Facebook group yesterday. So there was a whole um, parade for Garrett and Becca in that hometown yesterday. Like, for the, not yesterday, but for the episode. And they gave them the key to the city. They named it, like, Garrett and Becca Day. Like they Did, did they this... even show that? No, they didn't show any of it. Ugh. So I wonder if maybe because of the controversy, they edited that, some of that out. Or maybe just because of the Tia stuff, they had to leave more time. Yeah. But Save room seems... for the juiciest gossip. That kind of seems cooler than the planting thing. I don't know. 
But like, well, it seemed like a huge production. Like they had like hundreds of people outside. The mayor was there. Like they did all this stuff. Yeah, I think that's a bigger deal as far as production goes. But I think showing the sentiment of planting that rose and having him yeah. be able to give her roses and probably to for be a like, long this time. is where I grew up and that kind of stuff. It's more yeah. more world building, I, I guess. I think that had more relationship relevance than just production relevance. Okay, so, and again, I love Garrett, but every time he talks about his ex-wife, I can't take it. Like, I know you feel like that's an invasion of her privacy, but I feel like it's relevant to Becca. I do think, oh, I feel like Becca definitely gets to, deserves to know these things and stuff because it obviously has shaped him so much. And and if he says that he was emotionally abused, I obviously I believe him and stuff like believe victims when they come forward. But it just it seems so awkward that it is like so like one sided and like the language he uses to describe her. Um it just makes me like a little uncomfortable. Um Right. And also, and like, maybe it should hurt. wait. Yeah, maybe it should wait for the fantasy sweep, but maybe that's too late in the game mm-hmm. to bring that up when it's shaped a lot of who he is now. Yeah. Um, so they go to the nighttime portion of the date. And the first thing I that struck me was that the genes in that family are strong. All of them look alike. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. he literally is his dad's twin and his brother's twin. He didn't really look like his sister that much. But even, like, the mom and dad looked alike. Where, like, I know that happens in marriages. Like, over time, you kind of, like, morph into one. Mm-hmm. But everybody in that family looked identical. Um, so, yeah, the genes in that family are real strong. Uh, so that was a, that needed to be said. Um, so okay. right out of the gate at dinner, um, Garrett tells the family that he's falling in love with Becca. And the looks on his family. In his toast, even. Yeah. I was like, whoa. The looks All on right. his family's faces incredible like i was wondering maybe like did they splice that in from an earlier thing but i really don't think so like i think that that was all of them being like oh huh you know yeah i think that was natural so so then also something that i did again like i believe garrett wholeheartedly like i just wish that he used different language to describe her but his family did really corroborate I can never say that word. Corroborate. 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 Yes. Like, I know what I want to say. Do you have words like that where it's like, you know exactly yeah, the word like you want to say? Yeah, I feel like rural is a, yeah, is a mouthful, is a even word. though it's so short. It's just all those consonants, man. Yeah. Like, I could, I use this lingo, like, when I type all the time or, like, in writing, but then when it comes time to say that word, I'm like, uh, corroborate. Um, anyway, they corroborated his wife uh the ex-wife story um which was again like not that i needed validation like if somebody says that they're a victim of abuse i believe them right but it um after like the language that he used to describe his ex-wife kind of left a bad taste in my mouth i um it was kind of subdued yeah yeah that's a good word to, to use it Kind of, like, calmed some of my, like, oh, is he maybe just, like, really bitter? I don't know. Again, I believe abuse victims, but it was getting hard for me for a little bit. Anyway, his family, 
they all talked about how hard it was, how sad he was, how heartbreaking it was to watch him go through this. And it's a stark contrast from when he was on last episode when he was just talking about Becca and he's like, oh, I never really get down. I've gotten sad like once. Like, it's fine. And then his family's all like, yeah, like he was a different person. Like he was. I only got sad once, but it was for a really long time and it was (laughs) real bad. For a period of like three years, I was sad. But other than that, like I'm fine. Yeah, just just, once. I'm just a positive guy, man. Um, Anyway, so Becca and his mom sit down and Becca, uh, Garrett's mom is very intense, but she just, you know, she wants the best for her. For her son, as all moms do. Becca tells his mom about getting the first impression rose. And this is something... Let me know, like... Okay, do you notice this? On every single hometown episode, I feel like there's always this moment where the bachelor or bachelorette sits down with the parents. And the parent or the family member asks, like, Okay, what what drew you to, you to Garrett? Or how is your relationship? And then they yeah. talk in terms of the bachelor... So Garrett or Becca was like, yeah, well, right away when he walked out of that limo, he made me feel so at ease. And, you know, that's why I gave him my first impression rose. And I'm like, these people don't care about that. Like, they want to know, like, (laughs) are you in love with their son? Or, like, you have to talk about your relationship in terms that they understand. Even if they casually watch the show, the first impression rose, like, means nothing to them, you know? And I could kind of tell that on Bucca's mom's face where it's like, okay, yeah, but, like, how do you feel now? Or like, do you love him? Because I think that my son loves you, you know? Yeah. So that's always like something that kind of irks me about um, the hometown date episodes. Cause it's just like, they talk in terms of the bachelor. I wonder though, if the producer do it that way. So they don't like reveal too much. Yeah. I mean, probably, and also, like, it's not like they have much other experience. And I'm sure in that situation, getting the first impression rose, like, means everything to you or to that, to the bachelorette. Or it's like, oh, like, we had a really good date when we were on a group date. and He really made me feel at ease. Like, that means everything to you because that's, like, the situation that you lived in. But then explaining that to outsiders, that's, like, yeah. things get lost in translation, you know? Exactly. Um, so Garrett and his mom sit down. Did you notice this? He kisses her on the mouth. I somebody else this season has kissed a parent on the mouth, haven't they? I'm not sure. Like this is the first time we've met parents, right? Right, but I it, maybe it was on. Oh wait, Ari. I think it was in his. We know Ari. No, I think it was on on the Facebook page. Somebody posted Garrett's wedding video. Oh, yes. And we saw him kiss his mom on the mouth. Okay, so last night we saw Garrett kiss his mom on the mouth when he sat down. They stopped talking, and he kissed her on the mouth again. And then he wraps up the date, and then he kisses his grandma on the lips, and then he walks back out and then kisses her on the lips. So basically, she's kissed his whole family. Yeah, so like, she is now connected to his grandma, kissing-wise. Like, if they made a kiss chart, like, they're they're connected. They've, they're all there. They're all there. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's my only takeaway from Garrett's date at this point, just... Becca kissed his grandma for all intents and purposes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So she better just be part of the family now. I mean, like, I think that that's her only option at this point, right? Like, she has to pick him. Like, once you kiss somebody's grandma, like, that's pretty You serious. can't take that back. Oh, not at all. Um, okay, so now we have Jason's date. 
They're very cute. She will not pick him. So I was kind of surprised that he is still around. I think if this was the real world and they just met at a bar or something, they would hit it off. They they would date for a long time. Maybe they'd even get married. But like, I mean, and I can tell she really likes him too, but just her feelings for him are nowhere near the feelings that she has for Garrett or Blake, you know? Right. The So with these kind of dates, I kind of like yeah. tune out. But I did, um, like, I mean, I still kept like my ear to the ground. And I'm glad that I did because this date did turn out to be like a really good date. Like there was a lot of good like substance to it. But since that relationship is never going to work out. I think he's maybe, yeah. uh, he's a, he's fourth in line maybe to be the bachelor. I I can support and agree with that. Yeah, I'd say he's fourth in line. Um, but he is really handsome. We just need to fix that hair. Like yes. That. Okay, and then is it his brother or his brother-in-law who has the longer shaggy hair that makes him look like a Harry Potter Darren Chris? Yes. He is a Darren Chris lookalike. And, like, him and Jason basically have a very similar face, if not the same face. And it shows us that if Jason just fixed his hair, he would be so handsome. Yeah. I, I, always, I feel like he needs to be on Wall Street, which isn't he's in some kind of finance yes. job with the slicked back hair. That just screams Wall Street to me. I always say that I'm distracted by how attracted I am to Garrett. Last night, I was distracted by how attracted I was to his brother. He but they're basically the same person, so I'm not surprised. His brother was very hot. Um, anyway, so they go ice skating, whatever. They have a wing eating contest. I was able to see Becca eat maybe one wing and a half. But yet there was a bowl in front of her that magically was like all bones. So I don't know if like the prop department brought that in or if they like stole a bowl from somebody down the row that was also in the wing eating contest. But she definitely didn't. Did you know that, by the way, about buffalo and the ranch dressing and the blue cheese? I did not because I'm not really a blue cheese person. So I would have wrongly yeah. picked ranch I would have said buffalo. Like, I would have said, I think the only way I could possibly get through this is, is if you give me like some ranch. Because I'm not like some a ranch and maybe either. like barbecue wings instead of buffalo wings because I'm not into spicy either. So Here's the deal with wings. I just feel like the work doesn't pay off in the end like the no the just give of, me a chicken nugget yeah like the amount of like work that it takes to eat a wing doesn't pay off like food wise like you no. know like when you're like eating crab and it's like it's a lot of work but like it's kind of fun but you have to like crack the shell and do all that stuff it pays off because it's like it's yummy and you do get like a good amount of food at the end like once you're done with it but like a right. wing you're doing all this work but for what like now like your face is messy some of them have almost nothing on them. Yeah. Which I would say is most of them, actually. Yeah, I would say, like, 70% of the wings that I've ever had in my life, which, again, really isn't that much because when given the opportunity, I just get nuggets. Um, yeah, I feel like 70% of them have not that much meat on them. Um, but they looked cute doing the wings to, or whatever, and they looked cute ice skating. But now it's a Yeah, she's person. a way better sport than I am. I... I would not be down for a wing-eating contest. Have you noticed that this season doesn't really have, like, any adventure dates? Like, yeah, no, normally there's they're jumping the, out of something or they're doing something or like that extreme. Viking competition from a couple seasons ago. Yeah. 
There's not much action here. No. Maybe they thought, well, Kenny broke his arm. Was it Kenny? No. Clay. Clay. Yeah. Clay broke. Maybe they're like, we can't have any more casualties. Somebody Better tone it down. Two ambulances already. Yeah. Like, they're dealing with a group of men who had somebody roll off a bed and break his face. Maybe they're like, oh, maybe this is a gentler bunch. Yeah. I think that's what they had to do. But so, um, nighttime portion and the jeans run really strong in that family also. Everybody in that family was very attractive. His mom was a mega babe. Yep. Yes. I loved all of them. And yeah, we got to see what Jason would look like if he had good hair because him and his brother look very similar. Um, and here's the deal. For the most part, with these hometown dates, unless there's like some big hurdle that they have to get through, all the conversations are the same. It's like... How do you feel? But there's other guys left. Okay, you were well, just engaged. Don't hurt my Are you son. ready for this? He's been hurt before. Like, it's all the same thing. So there's really not much to dive into. But what was, um, what caught my attention with this date was Jason and his mom spoke. And you could tell that she's like a little skeptical and kind of has a pretty good read on the situation. Whereas like Jason is so in love. But his mom's probably... She can read that Becca's, like, not fully into it. And she's yeah. trying to let her son down easy. Yeah. Like any mom would, I feel like. Yeah. So I think it was very interesting to see that his mom was like, oh, yeah, you're not. Yeah. Like, that's. Yeah. Could you just not pick him? Yeah. Like, I just. And she was really trying to let Jason down. Um and then it's time to meet Jason and his brother and his brother's husband. And they got down to the nitty gritty like pretty quickly and asked straight up like if he was ready to get engaged. And Jason said yes, which I was also shocked about. I kind of pictured him being more, if he were to get to that point, I pictured him being more of like the Peter attitude or like the Kendall attitude, you know, of like, like I love you or like I'm really feeling this, but like I'm not Can we engage. keep dating Yeah, instead of getting engaged right now yeah Yeah. like so i was surprised when he said that he was ready to get engaged not again not that i think it will ever get to that point um but they also did let jason know that like he's got to get the ball rolling if he has these feelings like because they do know that's getting down to the wire here and that he probably needs to let some feelings be known yeah because as he mentioned five or six times at least he's not going to say anything he doesn't mean oh oh did he say that did he say that 10 times last night i I'm just, yeah, yep, I'm, yep, I'm just he joking. did. Yeah, yep. because, I mean, he constantly <laughs> said it. Like, I'm not going to say something I don't mean. I'm not going to say it if I don't mean it. Like, oh, really, Jason? Really? Oh, do you mean it? <laughs> um, okay, uh, so he walks back out, and he does say that he loves her. And he, the With I love like you speech. like, ten different adjectives. Yes. It was, isn't there, like, a rule where, like, you could only have, like, three adjectives before... It's a rule I'm not familiar with, but I think he definitely I, like, wanted to knock it out of the park. Remember what I said knew. Remember what I said earlier where I'm like, I can't remember anything from high school, but I could tell you what Corinne's nanny's name is from two seasons ago. Oh, yep. This is one of those things. Like, I know that you need to slow down with the adjectives. I can't remember. But I think all of my uh, Instagram posts describing, like, my daughter or, like, my husband on an anniversary, I probably do say, like, 15 adjectives in a row and that's fine the most caring loving sweetest smartest handsomest greatest hard work dependable dependable man ever um 
You're welcome. But when I hear that, shout out Alex. Unprompted. <laughs> when I hear that, I just know that it's like really meant because you're just knocking out it, knocking it out of the park. Yes, I'm like, wow. Okay, I need to think of adjectives. Okay, I got five. I'll write them all down. Um. But yeah, so he says that he loves Becca, and it's cute. But you can see on Becca's face that she's like not horribly excited about it. Like I think it feels nice for her to hear. But I think she right. knows that she's not going to pick him. Um, but now it's Blake time. And they're in Colorado. And it's so pretty. Like, for some reason, I was, like, blown away by how pretty it was. Which is weird because their climate isn't that different from Utah. And I lived in Utah for, like, four years. But but he said it, it was in Bailey, Colorado, which I don't even know where that is. Like, I don't know if that's close to Denver or if it's probably. on the far east side. or It's probably close to Denver because I know that he, like, lives and works in Denver. So probably somewhere around there. But she, first of all, she admitted that she was in love with Blake too. Not to his face, but like to the producers. And I thought that that was interesting that she felt comfortable enough to say that. But they go to his high school, which is so awkward because we know what happened at that high school. um, Yeah. His mom and like the whole cheating thing. Um. But also it was weird because Blake was like, I haven't been back to these halls in six or seven years. And I was like, oh, so you're pretty young. Yeah, I'm like, so that's normal, right? Like, you really like you don't go back to high school. He's almost 30. Like, I was shocked that he had even been there like six years ago. Like, must have been his five year reunion. Maybe. But I'm like, that's not really that. Like, I haven't been back in these halls in six years. Like, okay, that's. That's normal. You don't go here anymore. You, you're not a high schooler, so and you you didn't become employed here. So uh, that does make so, sense. Yeah, that seems pretty recent, actually. Yeah, and also another question I have is how many sports did Blake play? Because we just met so many coaches. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, football, basketball. We know basketball. I think. I think oh, yeah, maybe he stepped out of that one. Yeah. Uh, I think baseball and soccer happen at the same time, so maybe he had to pick. Maybe. I don't but, know. Maybe he's like a big lacrosse dude. I know oh lacrosse yeah, is big up in that. Colorado. Um, anyway, so we met all of his coaches, except for the basketball coach, but I'm pretty sure we met him later on. Like, they didn't let him I think so. Talk, but he was – they didn't really address that either, but he was – he was there. Um. But so now they go to the school library and he admits another super tragic thing that he was at school during a school shooting and somebody died. Yeah. That was so horrible. And this is another one of those moments, not to bring it back to Garrett. And again, like I've forgiven Garrett for his posts, but Garrett liked all those things thinking that those Parkland kids were crisis actors and I'm like, I wonder how Blake would ever feel about that because he was, like, literally there, like, during a school shooting and he's, like, experienced firsthand, like, what these other kids have. Like, Right. I wonder, though, like, if that's something that's so special to Blake that, like, it never even came up in the house. Honestly, I hope so. Like, he doesn't – a lot of these – a lot of times on the show, people have all these, like, traumas. And I this happens in real life, too. I feel like now in this, like, in this day and age – a lot of people, like, experience something bad or sad. And, like, one of their, like, instincts is, like, to share it. Where it's kind of become, like, an expectation to share it. Like, on, like, Twitter or, like, in a situation like this. Like, I'm sure 
producers and stuff are always kind of prompting you to bring up certain traumas. But, like, it's okay to have secrets. It's okay to, like, not share things, like, with people all the time. So I kind of hope that he did, like, keep that to himself. Because, again, like, he's entitled to have, like, his own experiences and his own traumas. Right. But, um, yeah, so the school shooting, I couldn't even imagine. And then here, when he said that he hurt his mom over the intercom, I would have, like, I almost lost it there. Like, that's so, that was so horrible. But. Yeah. The last stop of the day was a Betty Who concert, which is a, was a nice surprise because, like, Becca was a legitimate Be- Betty Who fan. Yeah, she was singing along to yeah. every word. And it wasn't, like, one of those uh, country, like, country concerts that she It was someone who in. I would find relevant because I've actually heard of them. Yes. Whereas, like, she goes into all these, like, country things where she's supposed to go dance with the guy and she goes... Oh, it's uh, Granger Kate, Smith, Caden Sparks, or something like that. Was just a thing that I made up. Like, and she gets so excited, but you know that like she has to. But this was like legitimate excitement. Yeah, so which that was very nice. So, like, who arranges that? Does Blake arrange that? Who pays Betty? Who? I would hope that's like because his job. He works for Budweiser, so maybe he has some kind of connection. But who knows? Because, like, why does he get such an awesome surprise for his date? But then, like, Jason's left on his own to do a wing-eating yeah, contest. Take and, her like, to the ice rink. Watch, watch me play hockey by myself. Go plant some tomatoes. Um, but, yeah, so that was the daytime portion. Now it's the nighttime portion, and his whole family is there. And, again, I was wondering how that dynamic was going to work out. Um, but it really wasn't awkward at all. Like, I don't think. I think it was pretty, um, yeah, the mom was there, the dad was there and the stepdad and it looked like there was like a stepmom too, but they didn't right. really introduce, which is fine. Yeah. I just think that gives such a good representation of Blake's character. Mm-hmm. If his dad is so forgiving towards his mom for all the things that happened that they can all just be in the same room together. Amen. Amen. Um, so Blake and his mom talk, and I wonder if, like, his mom knew that Blake aired out all her dirty laundry. Like, it's the same thing with, like, the ex-wife. It's like, I don't think that the mom really consented at any point, you know? Yeah. So I was wondering if, at that point, she knew that he had talked about it. But again, not really, like, much of anything happens in these conversations. Um, his dad kind of gives him the same reality check that, uh, Jason's mom gave Jason. Um... And yeah, their date ends. Becca loves him. She doesn't say it, but you know she does. But I think she loves Garrett too. Um, and yeah. I think Blake would be third in line to be the bachelor. I think I might put him as number two. Yeah? Who'd, yeah. Who'd I don't know who number one is or number three. I think that we're seeing, I believe that we're going to see a Ben Higgins 2.0. I think we're seeing Ben Higgins round two. And then I think that Peter Krause is still probably their number two until they could get him. Uh, okay. Blake's number three. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that they realized that they screwed up with Peter last time. Right. And I think Peter I don't know. I just listened. screwed up too. I just listened to the Ben and Ashley podcast. Mm-hmm. And somebody at, I think it was Caroline. She's thirsty. Um, Very. Somebody asked him if he would be bashed on. He's like, oh, I'm not having this conversation or something like Probably that. Probably because he's contractually obligated to not have it. 
So tell tell sign that Ben 2.0 is on our on its way. Listen to the like. Okay, they brought him back for Winter Games, and he got to do his lap, an extra lap of "I Miss Lauren So Bad." Then they brought him back to Bachelor in Paradise this season, not as a contestant. Kind of like a bartender. Yeah, kind of thing. I'm like not. I'm kind of hairy on the details, but I know that he was down there. And I'm sure that was to, like, bring him up in public eye again. I'm sure he'll be on some kind of After Paradise show, and they'll announce it. Like, I think that we are for sure. Like, why else would he renew his Bachelor contract in the winter? Like, why else would he do it? You know? I I believe that we're getting a Ben H. I will be pretty surprised if we don't. But who knows? I've been wrong before. Like, especially last season when I was like, it's Peter for sure. Even when they say it's not Peter or maybe it's Wells. That ends up being Ari, you know. Nobody saw that coming. You couldn't have known. Thank you. Thank you for comforting me, but still still makes me sad. Um, now it's Colton's date and here's the deal. I don't like Colton. I don't buy or believe anything that comes out of his mouth. I know that I was supposed to find the hospital thing very endearing but I tend to find like his charity after like looking at like the financials of it and stuff his charity and like the circumstances around that the circumstances around his relationship with Tia this hospital visit all these things to be very like self-indulgent yes like he has this foundation but it's named after him the money like they they did a big fundraiser did i talk about this on the podcast that you were on i don't think so they did a big charity fundraiser dinner for his charity and the dinner cost twenty four thousand dollars to put on and in the end they were able to raise enough money to get one vest for one kid with cystic fibrosis but they were able so they could they could uh, spend if, their money a little better, more effectively. Yeah, but if it wasn't, and like I think one of those vests cost cost seven thousand dollars, which I mean, amazing that that one kid's life has changed, right? But like the dinner itself, they could have gotten like four of those vests. How does math work? Not four. They could have gotten at least three of those almost vests. four. Yeah, yeah. Like there's just a lot of details about him that are like very sketchy and also like i just i never really believe anything like as he's speaking like when he talked about his feelings for becca do you really buy it i want it because in the same boat that you forgive garrett because he apologized Mm -hmm. i haven't gotten an excuse not to really believe what he says you're a better woman than i i'm trying (laughs) um Um, but Real quick, he was on the podcast that I listened to earlier today, and he addressed the Tia situation in depth. What podcast was it? Ben and Ashley I one? Yeah. Okay, I haven't listened to that podcast in, like, forever. Neither had I, but I could summarize it for you. Yes, Or we could save that. So, um, the producers asked him, like, who his top three picks for Bachelorette would be as, like, during his casting call. The show hadn't aired at all yet. He picked Lauren, Becca, and Tia. Um, He started following all of them. Tia followed him back. 
They didn't talk at all. He put something about Stranger Things on his story. TMS. So then that's when they started talking. They were like talking and texting and FaceTiming for like a month-ish. And then he arranged for a weekend in L.A. So they went and stayed in L.A. They did some hikes, went to dinner. And then they were both, according to him, very forward about the fact that um, if he got chosen to go on The Bachelorette, he was going to do it. She said, if I'm chosen to be The Bachelorette, I'm going to do it. So let's just, I guess, kind of see where things go. But not, like, take each other too seriously. And then um, he said they talked pretty close to when filming started and then she sent him like a good luck text before he went on the Mm -hmm. show i mean i definitely have a lot of thoughts about tia later i do think it's a little thirsty on both of their parts to kind of like pre-organize this thing although like nothing had been finalized at that point I would hope that they wouldn't have, like, continued dating if they knew that he was going to be on the show and she was going to be on The Bachelorette, you know? Right. And I do appreciate his honesty. I do think that he's been honest, like, through and through this whole entire time as far as the Tia situation goes. You know, like, he right off the bat told Becca about it, like, night two, right? Like, so, I mean... Really early, yeah. Yeah, like, I give him points for that, and I feel like he never really shied away from it. Um, Didn't he have some other kind of drama, too? Not the virgin thing. But there was, like, one more hurdle with him. What was it? I can't remember. It's been too long. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure that I can think of it either. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's fine that you like him. And, I mean, again, like, he's not, like, the worst. It just, he just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And it was really cute to watch them go to the hospital. That little girl was so excited. So that was, like, really cute. Yeah. Um, I also think it's kind of funny that the show acts like he was like a star nfl player but wasn't he just like on the warm-up team yeah he was on like the practice team or whatever so it's like they're acting like he does these like hospital visits and like the kids are so excited because he's like this big like football player guy okay it's not tom brady coming chill out like that was like the image that they were like trying to give us and like he was really just on the practice teams but that's all right again but it was really cute to watch the kids um but Here's a moment where Colton lied. Colton tells Becca right before they go over to his house that he says, I've never brought a girl home. And we know that's a lie because we've seen multiple pictures of him and Allie Raisman with his family. But maybe he was like slipping the truth and saying like, I've never brought a girl home, but they went somewhere else. (laughs) But like they came to us. Maybe. I don't know. Because it was like Christmas Men saw time. us here. Like they were all there in like Christmas Christmas pajamas and like the pictures that I saw. But maybe they were Maybe like, they went to I a hotel. Know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you could look at it any which way. But it did seem, you know, like dishonest. Not not good. But anyway, it's time to meet his family. Um, and you're going to hate this comment because like you're like a Colton lover. But. I'm, I'd say I'm Colton neutral. You're, you're, um, you're... I'm not president of the Colton yeah. fan club, but, like, I, was, yeah, I don't Colton, dislike the guy. You don't have, like, a, a hardened heart like I do when it comes to Colton. Um, but his dad sits Colton down and says, I want to make sure that your foundation is built on honesty and trust. And I know that he was referring to 
his relationship with Becca and, like, the foundation of that relationship. But, like, I literally laughed out loud because I was like, oh, it's ironic because it's cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibro... Cis? Why can't I talk today, Liz? This is literally (laughs) so embarrassing. Cystic fibrosis. I know how to speak, I think. Anyway... (laughs) Because there's shady things about his foundation. That's that's the joke I was trying to deliver. Oh, but it took me 17 oh, tries. I'm, I'm laughing now. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. The irony is strong. It's really... Okay. It's really funny that... This is just a side note about me. It's really hard for me to, like, read out loud. Like, when I, like, make notes. And I wrote down that whole joke as a note. And I think that's why I got tripped up. And every time I do my, like, podcast intros where I go, like... Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary. I write all that out, and I literally have to record it at least 20 times. Well, you said it flawlessly right now, so can you just cut and paste that at the beginning? Um, I mean, I wish I could. I get that part right pretty much every time, but then when I go into like the, today we're going to be talking about this, 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 and this, I like screw it up. Have you ever seen that uh, clip from that show Pretty Wild? Where the girl? No, because I don't think I've ever seen that show. I bet you you've seen the clip though, because it's been like a viral meme for a long time. It's that girl on the phone that goes like, "Nancy Joes, this is Alexis Nyers calling." Oh, yeah. that one. Yeah. Yes. And she has to keep re-recording the voicemail. Mom, stop <laughs> talking to me. Twenty-eight dollars, BB shoes. Um, that's me every time I try to read something. It's even worse when I do the ads for the podcast because I'm just like. Today's episode is brought to you by... Di- <clears throat> Dang it. Today's episode is brought to you by... Like, I mess up literally every time. Um, So, yeah. Uh, oh, and then we have Colton and his mom talking about his, his virginity, um, which was fine. And then we had Becca and his mom talking about his virginity, which is fine, I guess. Like, awkward. Awkward conversation to be had, but I guess, like, they didn't have much of a choice there. Right. Um, and then Colton walks her out, and Colton says that he loves her. Yes. And it was pretty clear to me at that point that she wasn't going to pick him. Like, to even, like, go one step further. Like, I, her reaction, like, wasn't... Like, I think she even had a better reaction with Jason, and even her reaction then wasn't, like, incredible, you know? Right. I, I have to confess, I was knitting while I was watching this. How can and you so, how could you knit during this very compelling TV show? Um, uh, I'm totally joking. This was so boring. <laughs> if I wasn't taking because notes, we already it talked about it was a snooze test. <laughs> yes. Um, so I I did not see her initial reaction when Colton expressed his love for her. It was like happy, but it wasn't like a like oh my god. It wasn't anything near like Blake or Garrett. Um, I feel like. I feel like when they are on the show and they're told kind of to, you know, not share their feelings back, it's kind of like, oh, you told me you love me. I'll just make out with you. And then you think I'm saying it back. But in reality, you're going home. But I don't know what else to do. So let me kiss you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's really her only option at that point because she can't say it back. You know, that's that's that makes a bigger mess. But yeah. um, so now they're back in LA and she's gonna she's there to have a little girl chat. And I understand why they had to bring all the girls. But like the only ones I even got a word in were like Caroline and Becca. 
Like, Sienna and Kendall didn't really get to say anything. Becca talks about how much she likes all the guys. You could tell that Tia is, like, waiting to see if Colton is one of them. Once she says that Colton is one of them, she says, Becca, we need to go talk. And I'm sorry, but, like, F Tia for this whole thing. I'm sure producers put her up to it. Becca came out Like, I'm wondering if she got paid to do it. I feel like that's probably the only way that she would have done it. Because this was, like, such, like, a horrible thing for her character. Well, and she's, like, taking a break from social media this week because of it. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure the hate... I saw some of the messages that she posted that she's been getting. Horrible things. Death threats. Like, she doesn't deserve that. But we just realized that she is... I mean, that's not something that a good friend does. Like, whether it's in real life or whatever, like, that's not something that, like, a good, like, supportive friend does when they've already had the opportunity to speak up. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, and on the um, Ben and Ashley I podcast, Caroline was on the show also mm-hmm. and, like, talked about this and how, like, she tried to slip a note into Becca's bag on the spa date that was, like, Tia's lying to herself. She still likes Colton. You should probably just go home. But the producers intercepted it or something. And Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like I said, Caroline's a little thirsty. Very thirsty. But yeah, Tia, that's just not what a good friend does. Like, at all. The whole thing was so frustrating to watch. And it just really, I mean, I already had an unfavorable opinion of her because of the other Becca situation. Right, on Ari season. Yeah, on Ari season, like on that three-on-one date or whatever it was. Like, you just, she's a beautiful girl. Yeah. She does not need to throw people under the bus. Absolutely not. To get not. to where she wants. Like, so two thumbs down on Tia. Um, we'll see her and Colton in Paradise. And who Based knows what on happened. what he said in the last podcast, though, I'm wondering, maybe he was just acting really well, but I wonder how that situation will play out. I've heard not well. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. Because I was just listening to something that had Raven on it. And Raven says that she's good friends with, obviously, with Tia. Right. Um, but she's become good friends with Colton. And she was just talking about how not good for each other they both are. Oh. But who knows? I mean, Paradise starts in like a month, less than a month. Yeah. So only time will tell. Um, so it is rose ceremony time. Awkward moment where Colton like pulls Chris aside and is like, is there anything expected of me in the fantasy suite? And I was like... Colton, for someone who has said multiple times that his virginity is very private to him, you sure do find opportunities to bring it up a lot. Like, I understand why he had to bring it up initially and maybe even one more time from there. But all the guys in the house knew about it. And, like, now it just seems... It's like Ashley I, you know? And, like, in Ashley I, right. always got so much crap for this word. Like, we get it, you're a virgin. Well, and I think it's interesting because I feel like producers pick and choose who they play it up for so much because... With Becca Tilly. Yeah, they rarely ever. Up, and then that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they beat the horse to death with Ashley I. But also, like, the producers love Ashley I because she's always been willing to do, like, whatever they want. And they, like, they, I've listened to things, like, with them before. They say that she's been a godsend for the show. They will give her whatever she wants. If she, like, I, who was it? It was on the Bachelor Party Party bachelor potty oh my goodness bachelor party <laughs> podcast like that's a tongue twister like one season ago or something with Juliet Lippman 
Um, but they had some Bachelor producer or ABC exec on. Not Rob Mills, somebody else. And they said, like, Ashley has done so much for us. She's been an absolute dream. If she ever came to us and told us sincerely that she wanted to be the Bachelorette, unless a big situation had happened where we had a clear Bachelorette, we would have made it happen for her. Like, they, like, love her. I like that. So I think that, like, that's why the bat, like the Virgin thing was played up with her, you know? Right. Um, but I don't know. But so Becca sends Colton home. It go- the roses go Blake, Jason, Colton, or Garrett, and then Colton goes home. He was very upset. But he's ready for paradise. And things are... Things are going to go well for him. Some people thought, like, online last night that maybe he would have a shot at being The Bachelor, but I don't believe so. I don't. I think that that would be one season. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I can't say that I can't watch because now this is, like, kind of like a job, but I wouldn't be into it. Like, that's, like, one choice that I think that they would make where I'd be like, oh, I don't like that. I feel like if things went really south for other potential bachelors i feel like he could do okay but he's probably like number eight or nine or ten on my list yeah i don't think that he's really in like their the options list either um so i stopped watching before like this very end part did they say where they're going next yes chiang mai thailand Ooh, i like that um isn't that where jojo went jojo went to thailand right yeah but maybe she went to like phuket or something They're really recycling all these Bachelor locations for Becca's season. Yeah, maybe it's like a budget thing or... Because I know they only go where they get trade. But I mean, who can complain about Thailand, right? Like Bahamas, Thailand. Yeah, I want to go to all those places. I mean, literally just take me on a trip anywhere and I'll be thrilled. Um, But yeah, so that's it for today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. Liz, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Thank you so much for having me. Where to find you on the internet? If you sure. want to be found, I can't remember if you do or not. Sure. I mean, I don't mind. Um, on Twitter, I'm Liz Smith one. And on Instagram, I am Liz S. Malin. Perfect. Liz, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Again, sorry that today's episode is a little bit late, but I mean, whatever. It's still good content. And it's worth the wait. So make sure to follow the I Just Want to Chat podcast on Instagram. Make sure to like our Facebook group and then come join all the fun with us because we're always we're always talking on there and that's always really good then make sure to follow me on twitter at at mary person and we will be back next week for another pop culture recap show and then the next day there will be another bachelor recap so thank you so much for listening liz thank you so much for coming on and we'll see you next week bye see you bye